Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the DE Podcast. I'm here with Acomrage as always. And today we're bringing back another episode full of some pack stuff. And I think, Acomrage, we can get right into it. Yeah, so we're about halfway through the season now. And I think we're going to just give our thoughts about how the league has been uh, looking uh, after about three months now. So I guess we'll start with the Western Conference. Um, so just to give a review of the teams overall, the Suns are at the top. They're the first seed at 36 and nine, and they have a four game lead over the Warriors who are at the second seed at 34 and 13. The Jazz and the Grizzlies are tied for third and fourth in the conference, each with 17 losses. And then below them at the fifth seed, the Mavs have a nice winning streak to comfortably secure the fifth seed at 27 and 20. And then after that, it's really a toss-up where the six through nine seeds are really, really close and they're all competing to get those positions. We have the Nuggets who are kind of comfortably ahead of the seven through nine, but still in the mix. They're at 21 and 20, sorry, 24 and 21 with a one game lead above the Timberwolves. And then the Lakers, Clippers and Timberwolves are all competing for those last two playoff spots. Um, but all of them have losing records right now. So it's kind of interesting that the seven seed and the eight seed, if the playoffs started, they would have losing records, uh, which is very different from the East. So I guess what we can do is we'll pick one, we'll each give our like one surprising team, one team that lives up to our expectations, and then one underwhelming team from the Western Conference. I guess I'll go first. So for me, the most surprising team this year in the Western Conference is the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, they are absolutely killing it right now. John Morant, um, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., Brandon, Brandon Clark, their head coach, uh, I think, is in the running for coach of the year. They are sitting at third in the West when I don't think anybody expected them to be over maybe the sixth seed, um, especially after not really improving their roster from last year. What they had is John Morant is now a definite all-star. Desmond Bain is looking like the most improved player. Jaron Jackson improved. Everybody's improved in that young core. And now they are a really, really good team in the West. So for me, that's that's my surprise team. Yeah. I mean, I think I'll definitely have to agree with that. Um, but I mean, in my opinion, there's there's several teams that have definitely surprised me. I mean, I'll, I'll talk, I won't talk too much about the Grizzlies because you've mentioned them, but we talk about it every single podcast, like the Grizzlies have definitely like John Morant. You know, I, I saw a clip from Jamon Green on his podcast. He said that people were saying, you know, he should be in the most improved player conversation. But now he's saying, no, that he should be in the MVP conversation. I strongly agree with that statement. But the Grizzlies are definitely I didn't expect them to even be in the playoffs or at least maybe be the play in. Um, but honestly, the Bulls and the Heat. um, I didn't expect him to for the Heat to be the n- number one seed in the East. Obviously, the Bulls have some problems right now with injuries with Zach Levine. Um, so they went down to third. But from first to third, it's just like, you know. But going back to, like, the Grizzlies, I think I can talk about the East a little bit later. But, you know, Jean Morant, and then we've had some, you know, some bench play from – or actually not bench play, but a starter in Desmond Bain. Jaron Jackson Jr. So they have a solid lineup with one star player who, you know, obviously as of right now is a definite all-star and will be in the starting lineup. Um, and then Steven Adams, they acquired. Um, but, you know, even me, I don't really know too much of their roster. So definitely these guys coming, like the people don't know, coming out, getting like, I don't know, 
15 points per game. Um, so they have a solid team, and I think they can honestly be anybody who comes to them. Yeah, it's, I mean, we talk about it every time, but it's so weird how they went from literally, I think, under 500. I think they were 10 and 11. John Moran gets injured, so the season actually looks worse for them, but they end up they end up somehow going on a win streak. John Moran comes back, and they keep winning. Like, it, it's kind of surprising. They just kind of are on a – I don't even know if it's a hot streak anymore. I think it's just – they're just good now. Yeah. <laughs> But, but you, but you, def- but you, you definitely can't like just like stick with the fact that they're good. I mean, you never know. They're going on a humongous winning streak now. They can go on a losing streak, and I mean, it's kind of similar to the. Um, I'm trying to think of a team, but I remember last year the Hornets. So the Hornets started off very well with Lomelo. They went up to third in the East, and it was about midway through the season. And then they went on a humongous losing streak and they got like the ninth or 10th seed and lost to the Pacers in the playing tournament, which is unfortunate, but um, definitely, definitely the Grizzlies, um, the Nuggets, I mean, have been exceptional, but the Timberwolves actually, like I kind of think about it a lot. I mean, people are kind of surprised that they're 500. Maybe I think they're a game over 500. But their lineup is, like, really good. They have Carl Anthony Towns, who is most hopefully an all-star this year. Anthony Edwards, who was in the vote for an all-star. Um, obviously, number one pick in the draft. You have D'Angelo Russell, who's a solid player. You know, you have, you know, Vanderbilt. You have just a solid team in general. Um, and you know, I think... You know what's a little bit weird? I feel like I feel like they should be better, considering all the people that they, like, Carl Anthony Towns, he was the number one overall pick. Anthony Edwards, he was the number one overall pick. D'Angelo Russell was like the number yeah, three. Yeah, but overall, like, but 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 if you look at like all the picks in the last twenty years, a lot of them are busts. Like two thousand one bust. Like I mean, the only ones that I can remember that are not just off of the top of my head, Dwight Howard, he was not a bust. I mean, right now he's not that good, but he was obviously extremely good in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. LeBron, um, and then. Markel Fultz, I mean, he's not like a bust bust, but I mean, people, I, I I can see why people think he's a bust. He's not like people. He definitely didn't exceed people's expectations on him. Ben Simmons, I don't even know where he is right now. <laughs> is, he, is he in Philadelphia? Is he like in Dubai? Like, I don't know where he is. Um, but <laughs> but then Anthony Edwards is a good number one overall pick. Um, I mean, so far Anthony this Davis, year, I guess, is pretty good, too. Yeah, and then so far this year, um, wait, how do I not remember who the number one pick was this year? <laughs> I'm actually, I don't think I remember either. Wait, who? Oh, Kate Cunningham. Kate. Oh my! Oh my God! Yeah, Kate Cunningham, Jalen <laughs> Green. Oh my God! Okay, but um, it's kind of funny for me because just like going to the draft. Like, I don't remember, I don't know anybody who's in the draft. And then, like, two months later, it feels like I've known them forever. <laughs> so, um, no, but I think in the last, especially maybe let's just say five years, the draft has definitely been great. Obviously, there's been so many picks that, you know, but it's, it's all about, like, in the draft, they just pick people in the moment. Like, you, they can't tell that they're going to be, like, an all-star in three years, like Donovan Mitchell, for example. So, mm-hmm. um Definitely. So I think we can move on to the East. I kind of already talked about the East a little bit, but um, it's time to look at, at the East. So just a little recap. So 
We have the Heat have taken the number one seat after beating the Lakers. They are tied with the Nets and Bulls, or at least a game ahead of them. The Bucks, Cavs, and Sixers are all tied for the four to six spot, each with 19 losses. The Hornets are the seventh seed by a good margin at actually 26 and 21. Eight to 11 seeds are tossed up. Raptors, Knicks, Celtics, Wizards are all looking to grab those spots. And you don't understand how much stress I've had with that because <laughs> I'm a Raptors fan, you know. Um, but no, definitely the Wizards were the two seed at one point in the season. Um, but I mean, it's not like they're playing bad at all. They're at 500. Um, the Raptors have, they have not fallen a little bit. Uh, <laughs> listen, I'll give a real, I'm not going to do like something big, but the Raptors, I mean, They've had so many good games. They beat the Bucks. They almost beat the Heat, the full full strength Heat. Um, we had a disappointing game uh, last night against the Blazers. We were down by thirty five at one point, and then we came back Jeez. to even. We came back to even it with five at like five points apart with like a minute to go. But then obviously, they they went on like a four to nothing run and won by nine. Um, mm-hmm. But still, like that game, like I remember Nick Nurse saying this, like. Even if you lose, you like it's 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 in everything basketball, I don't know, soccer, football, everything in life, you still have something to learn from it. The Raptors proved, even though it's a season game against the Portland Trailblazers who don't have Damian Lillard, like you can still prove your resilience. Like you are capable of coming back from large deficits, even though you didn't do it from 30 points. Like imagine if they did come back, that'd be huge. So um, but Raptors, Knicks, Celtics, Wizards are definitely in a tight race right now. Celtics, I mean, you've had Jason Tatum score 51 a couple of nights ago. Jalen Brown scored 50 about a week ago or two weeks ago. The Wizards are looking like a balanced team. The Knicks are looking like really good in some games, really bad in some games. Um, <laughs> Inconsistent. Yeah. But, I mean, I kind of wanted to talk about this, and we, and, I, and we didn't write this down, but the Raptors and the Hornets are both in a chase for Miles Turner. So what are your thoughts on that? I wanted to ask. So for like okay. the Raptor, for, I think it makes the, more sense. Yeah. I think it makes more sense for the Hornets to get him. Like the Hornets to really want him because they have, uh, I think, is it Miles Plumley or Mason? May, Mason, Mason, yeah. Mason. Okay. Dude, there's a lot of Plumleys. Okay. Mason He's Plumley. so bad. He's so bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they could definitely, I mean, both on offense and defense, that's one position they definitely need to upgrade. And like Miles Turner is the perfect solution. He can shoot the three. He could rebound the ball well. He's really, he's a really, really, really good defender at the rim. Really good center. So I think the Hornets should definitely like look to get maybe you know trade Gordon Hayward, may uh, you know Mason Plumlee and someone else to get Miles or maybe like a first round pick or something. I don't know to yeah. get Miles Turner. Um, for the Raptors, I feel like it makes less sense because they have both Chris Boucher and Precious Uchoa, who are like, oh, they're not as good as him, but they kind of offer a lot of like Chris Boucher can kind of shoot the three. He uh, rebounds the ball pretty well and he can shot block decently. So, like, I don't know if they need him exa- as much as the Hornets do. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about the Hornets, like a Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward did have a really impressive game like, like a week ago against the Sixers where he scored 30 something points, but. um. I mean, Mason Plumlee definitely should be in that trade in the first round pick. But I mean, I think Lamelo and Miles Bridges and Terry Rozier have so much chemistry that you cannot get. Like, that's like their big three right now. Yeah. Um, and then they have a solid bench. So maybe trading like a bench player or two who are decent, like maybe Jalen McDaniels or Ish Smith. Um, but 
Yeah, with the Raptors, even being a Raptors fan myself, I don't think we need him because Chris Boucher and Preston Cho are still young. And Miles Turner is like, I mean, he's not old, but he's, you know, he's around the 30 years old age. So, I mean, I think that, I don't know. I think the Hornets need it more. But yeah. the, the Hornets are playing the Raptors tomorrow night. Raptors are going to. Where the game gets Miles Turner? <laughs> How about that? That'd be funny. <laughs> um, no, but you know, I have a fifty dollar bet with my friend that the Raptors are gonna win. So, uh, Ooh, they... I would not make that bet. I would never. <laughs> I think the Hornets no, would, hey, like, I, but they're gonna win, so we're chilling. Um, but right, we'll the, the, the Raptors are gonna win in Scotiabank Arena tomorrow night. I'm so confident that they will. If they don't, it's just fifty bucks for chilling. Um, it's not like I'm making money right now. So, um, but I think since we're talking about so many different teams, we can move on to the MVP ladder. Um, just obviously this podcast, is just a whole recap of the NBA. Nothing too big has happened over the last few days, except for the all-star returns, which we'll mention later. But, you know, for in my opinion, I can start with my opinion, but I can do also talk about it. The MVP ladder definitely shocked me. So we have Nicole Jokic at number one, Giannis at number two, Kevin Durant at number three. The Rosen at number four, Steph at number five. Um, but it definitely updated over the past couple of days, but I looked at it a few days back, and it put Steph Curry at number six, which, I mean, yeah, he's not playing well. But they put um, – what's his name? They put um, – what's his – oh, my God. They put – I forgot who, but they put – oh, yeah, they put Chris Paul over Sean Morant and DeMar DeRozan before. And now, I mean, obviously now it looks like DeRozan's above him, but they put Chris Paul above him. I mean, Chris Paul is like insane with his passing. He get, he he probably averages like 45 assists per game. But, <laughs> I mean, that's not MVP. I mean, his team is doing so well right now. The Suns are 36 and 19, 36 and 9, excuse me. They don't even, they, they don't even have 10 losses yet um, with a six-game winning streak, 9 and 1 in their last 10 games. Um so definitely the Suns are looking solid. They're playing the Jazz tonight. Uh, so definitely a tough matchup. But, I mean, Devin Booker has looked super impressive. Chris Paul. So the Suns are looking the same way as last year. I mean, obviously now we're, I mean, obviously expecting a little bit more from them. I mean, last season we, I didn't expect them to do what they, what they did. But this season we're kind of expecting like a conference finals, finals situation. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, like. I don't know why Chris Paul would even – I think Devin Booker should be above him almost, right? Because Devin Booker is the one who's averaging 24 points per game. Yeah. Um, Chris Paul is averaging only 14. Yeah, he's averaging 10 assists, but it's like it's like a Steve Nass situation where where they just kind of picked the almost the leader of the number one seed and, gave it, and put him in the MVP. Yeah, I get it. But there's guys you could put over. DeRozan definitely deserved. I'm glad they put him there now, but DeRozan definitely deserved because he's also the leader of a team that's the number one seed or very close to it. And he's averaging, I think, double the amount of points there. Or not double, but almost 10 more points than Chris Paul. Yeah. But, I mean, speaking of Steph Curry, I mean, we've, we've talked about it a lot last time, but I think we can give us our short thoughts this time. Like, he has a massive slump. He's starting to look a little bit like my my friend, Anthony Bennett. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm not comparing you. But Steph Curry, I mean, I'm looking at his stats right now. Uh, 
Yeah. So yesterday they played against the Jazz, did win by two, but he scored 13 points. Um, then against Houston, he scored 22. He did have a really impressive game against Indiana. He scored 39, um, but then 18, um, he didn't play against the Timberwolves. So um, he's averaging, um, he's averaging about like 18-ish points per game, like 18.2. So definitely, and I'll start with my opinion, it's definitely not what we were looking for in Steph Curry, especially considering the fact that he's looking to win a championship, go to the finals or conference finals. Um, and especially against these tough teams like Phoenix and Memphis, you cannot, um, you cannot have these performances. I mean, the Warriors are probably the most experienced team are one of the most experienced teams in the West, obviously due to Curry, Thompson, Green, Looney, you know, all those guys going to the finals year after year after year after year and winning three out of the four. So um, it's definitely different. I mean, we've looked at it. I mean, he's had – he's actually done better. I mean, he's had better showings. He's gotten a 39-point game, which is obviously yeah, at least now rare, but – he needs to keep it up and learn. Like he was, he was twelve for twenty-seven in that game, um, so he didn't shoot like particularly well. But... Yeah, he's kind of in like a huge shooting slump right now. Overall, I mean, he's shooting his worst from three in his career by like I think four percentage points right now, which is really insane for Steph Curry. I mean, thirty-seven percent. I mean, that's like a pretty good three-point shooter in the league. Like that's Danny Green or someone. But for Curry, it's like, oh my God, how are you shooting that badly, right? Yeah, I mean, twenty. he's averaging 26 points this season. And he actually averaged 21 points in 2019. Obviously, he was injured for a lot of that year, so he didn't get to play as much. But not including that year, that's like the his lowest scoring season since like 2014. So Steph Curry, I mean, he, he, he averaged 30, I think 30 point something points at one point. And like two, a couple of weeks ago, he averaged like 29. He's went down by so much. So, it's, I mean, definitely have to give credit to the Warriors because it's not like they're, you know, they're in a losing slump either. They're 34 and 13. They're solid. I mean, obviously, five and five in their last 10 games, so not the best. Um, but they seem really strong at home. They're 21 and four at home, 13 and nine on the road. So it looks like they're obviously losing more on the road. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the Warriors are definitely helping. They have Andrew Wiggins, who's helping, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole. And the Warriors have that type of lineup. Like I remember I mentioned it where if Steph Curry, doesn't do something well then you have all these guys that can kind of help him out um so yeah but it's you know what's weird it's weird that like last year if you remember he was averaging like i think 32 points per game last right. year on really good efficiency like 44 percent from three and i pretty well from the field too and like, his team so did that and his team and his team and his team was really really injured but and I, I, they not had very a, good I mean, they had a huge offseason. I think that year, I mean, that was the first year that Andrew Wiggins came in. There were so much, like, what's the like, drama because of, like, D'Angelo Russell coming and then leaving with Andrew Wiggins. So I think that year was, like, the year where they had to figure out their chemistry. I think this year they definitely helped it out. They, you know, brought Gary Payne the third or second. I don't even remember. Who's, like, um, yeah, the second. Who's a, real, who's a really strong bench player. Um and then Belica, who they signed in the offseason, Clay came back. Wiseman is still injured. Draymond Green, I believe, is still injured. So, I mean, definitely James Wiseman is not, have, not having him there might be a little bit of an issue. 
But I will think the Warriors are definitely dealing with it pretty well. And I think when he comes back, I'll just be nothing but better for the Warriors. Yeah, but what, what's weird to me, I guess, from my original point is just like, it's it's straight. You wouldn't think that Steph Curry is shooting worse now compared to like he's shooting way worse with a much better team around, better space, and people who will take the defense's attention. But he's still sh- he's shooting significantly worse this year. When I feel like there might be a little less pressure off, it's kind of it doesn't really make sense, right? Yeah, it doesn't really make too much sense. But I mean, was hopefully the war. I mean, the Warriors aren't looking bad at all, actually. I mean, they're still decent, I guess, compared to the Grizzlies. They're about they're three. They're still three games ahead of the Grizzlies, and also the Grizzlies are thirty-two and seventeen, so that's a good record. But they lost their most recent game. So, I mean, I, I guess my final question about like I guess this MVP. I mean, Steph specifically is. Um, if do you think in the playoffs that the Warriors like do they need him to uh, like be 28 points per game, 50% from the field, 40% shooting to win against these top teams, or can he have kind of a little slump and they'll still be okay? I mean, that's definitely hard. I think it kind of just depends on how the team does, but Steph Curry definitely cannot be scoring 13, 15 points. He has to score at least he has to score at least over 20. Um, and I'm sure Clay Thompson will develop because it's he's it's not even his 10th game back. And then Andrew Wiggins will, will obviously still be there. Maybe James Wiseman might come back. I'm like, I'm not sure on his update, but um, I mean, definitely he needs to do over um, over 20 points. Um, but I was speaking of Steph Curry in a slump. He's still, I mean, we're going to go over to the all-star third returns. Definitely a lot of updates. It's the final returns. Um, and on Thursday night, they are announcing the all-star starters. Um so I think I'll read off the I'll read off the East because I'm an East type of guy, uh, and then and then you read <laughs> off the West. So with the East, we do have Kevin Durant, five point five million votes, top in the East. It looks like he will be a captain. Then we have Giannis, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, Jared Allen, Pascal Siakam, Bam Adebayo, Miles Bridges, and Marcus Aldridge. And then for the guards, we have DeMar DeRozan at top with 4.2 million votes almost. Trey Young, Zach Levine, James Harden, Lomelo Ball, Kyrie Irving, Fred Van Vliet, Derek Rose, Jerry's Garland, and Jalen Brown. So I think I'll start with my opinion on it. I mean, go, just looking at it with the front court, we already know Durant's out. So we have we will probably have Giannis and Bede and Tatum starting. And obviously Tatum was an all-star last year. Um, then we have Jimmy Butler, Jared Allen, Siakam. Looks like Siakam, Allen, Butler, and Adebayo are guaranteed to make it. Moz um, Bridges and Marcus Alves, I'm not completely sure about. But with the guards, we have Zach Levine who's out. So we definitely have Trey Young and DeMar, who will probably be starting. Then we have Harden. It looks like we're going to have Harden, Lamelo, Irving, and Van Vliet, who will definitely make it. Um, Derrick Rose is also injured, so Darius Garland and Jeremy Brown have a higher chance, too, of making it. Um, but in yeah. my opinion, it looks like it's all decently accurate. I mean, Jason Tatum has played really well, so I think he deserves to be where he's at. And Jeremy Butler has, has played outstanding since his injury. Jared Allen, a great 
I think Siakam might be might deserve more. <laughs> no, I'm not. Any, any I'm other not. reasons other than you're a Raptors fan? <laughs> no, because Siakam's had like so many good nights. I mean, um, but Jared, I mean Jared Allen's. I don't. I love Jared Allen. No, I don't. But you know, Siakam has had great nights. I mean, he scored 28, 21, 22, 30, 23, 29. So definitely solid numbers. Jared Allen is obviously, I mean, he's obviously probably a candidate for most improved, I would say. Um, and then Bam Adebayo, how he deserves it as well. Miles Bridges has definitely, he's, he's in most improved as well. For the guards, I definitely agree, except for Kyrie Irving should not be up there. Derek Rose should be up there. Darius, I mean, Kyrie Irving, I obviously get it, um, but Darius Garland should obviously be up there. I mean, he's played so well. The Cavs are really good because of him. And then Jalen Brown also. So um, definitely excited to see who's going to be there. Um, but Abramage, I think you, you can read out the East and tell your opinion. And actually, I didn't get give you well, you get your opinion on the East, so you can talk about that. All right, yeah, yeah. So ooh, for the East, I, I kind of just agree with you in general. I think everything is pretty nice. It's pretty accurate. I mean, you can't expect the fence to be 100%. You got a lot of people right. Mark Aldridge, was no, no way. He's been, I mean, I get he's a fan favorite, but he's just been injured. Um, everything is pretty good. I just wish Darius Gardner was a little bit higher. He's probably going to get left off the all-star team. Uh, well, maybe he'll make it if Kyrie and if Kyrie isn't selected, then he probably has a chance, but I'm not sure. Well, I would Outside Irving of that, I think selected. it's pretty good. So, they would select Irving, like though. He's played three games. He's played like so three games. Oh, so you think they might not select him? Yeah, I think – I like – they have to like be at some point and be like, oh, Darius Garland is has played like the entire season outside of the few games where he was injured. Meanwhile, Kyrie Irving has just sat out because he didn't want to get a vaccine and plays three games and deserves to be an all-star. I, I don't think that's how it is. should be. Yeah. Okay, I understand that. So it's pretty good. And I moving on to the West, we have very surprisingly, well, not really that surprising, LeBron James is most likely going to be the all-star captain for the fourth straight year as he. <laughs> oh my God. I hate this. <laughs> Have Cur- Curry versus Durant is like the best draft ever to that. No, I real I agree. LeBron, the- I get it's like the fan vote and stuff, but he's already been the captain so many times. We need a Durant. New- Durant's going to choose all his buddies and then LeBron's going to choose all the good guys. Yeah, you know they should they should make like Andrew Wiggins the the captain or someone, <laughs> just someone random. Like I I don't know why LeBron, but anyway, LeBron, six point eight million votes just blew everybody out the water. He was actually down to Curry, uh, in the second returns, but I guess the LeBron fans just decided to go insane with their votes. But uh, continuing on at the front court, Nikola Jokic rightfully at four point one million votes. Andrew Wiggins drops down at three he's 2.6 million paul george at four despite being injured for almost a month now is still up there <laughs> anthony davis who has also been injured for i think almost a month he's and coming a half back now. he's he's coming back tomorrow night really yeah he's coming back tomorrow night in his first game back oh maybe the lakers will finally be against able to the, be over 500 they're playing they're playing against the nets on tnt that's that Oh, I wish Katie could play though. See, that would be way better if Katie played. But that'll be that'll be funny if the Nets still won. <laughs> <laughs> Again, just like Christmas. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. But so Anthony Davis, well, I'll get to him later. Draymond Green's below him. Carmelo Anthony at seven. Constantine Towns at eight. Rudy Gobert, DeAndre Ayton. Then for the guards, we have Steph Curry at number one, who is now the second place post getter. He was first in the previous returns. John Morant at only 2.6 million votes. So there's a 3.5 million vote difference between Steph and the second place. (laughs) Um, Luca at three, right, Phil. Clay Thompson is going to get fourth. Devin Booker at five. Russell Westbrook at six. Chris Paul at seven. Donovan Mitchell, David Lillard, and then Anthony Edwards stays at 10. Okay, listen, Russell Westbrook should be there because Russell Westbrook literally is so bad, it would be funny. Like remember against the Rockets where he, he like he he did a shot and it hit like the top of the backboard. <laughs> I do remember that. I mean, I mean, Russell. I mean, honestly, like, I mean, sorry to interrupt a little bit, but my opinion is like for the front court, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, DeAndre, and they need to be above Draymond and Carmelo. Actually, Draymond Green has definitely he could be Defensive Player of the Year, um, and that, but yeah, that's yeah. only one. So I actually now that now that I kind of think about it, maybe not, but Carmelo Anthony should definitely not be there. For the guards, I mean Clay or Booker, it's obviously fan love. And Clay hasn't played bad at all, but I think Devin Booker should be above him. Russell Westbrook shouldn't even be on the list. Like Russell Westbrook should be on like the like the rising stars game. Um, but <laughs> but Chris oh <laughs> but Chris Paul definitely deserves it. Um Donovan Mitchell deserves it. Lillard is injured, so I don't think he's gonna play. Anthony Edwards is there. Um, so I think everyone deserves it, but Russell Westbrook would be fun to go there just for the fails. Oh <laughs> you can't R- be R- so R- mean Russell, to Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook would like secretly like play like insane on the all-side game. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did, didn't he score like who scored 50 in the all-star game? I just remember that one time it happened. That, that was Anthony Davis in 2017. Yeah. Well, I kind of agree. It's great. It's pretty fair, but I think I still think that injured people who are injured should not be eligible. Paul George, no way. Anthony Davis, no way. Um, who else? Uh, Damian. Like no. Yeah. Yeah. Like like Lillard yeah, and Chloe. Chloe definitely not. Like Chloe, it's great that he's back, but yeah. So like, because think about it. If Paul George, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson are taken off, that gives four more spots uh, in the Western Conference. And you can get some more people into the voting. And, and people like Carmelo Anthony, I get he's a fan favorite. I get it's probably going to be one of his last seasons, if not his last. So the fans really want to go into the All-Star game. But he's not going to get it. Unless he gets in as one of those legend All-Star players, he's, he's not going to get it. Yeah, like the, there are a couple of comments right now. Like there's somebody who commented like, Clay and AD are there, but not Jamal Murray. <laughs> because, of like the whole, because, because of the whole injury thing. So... I mean, I think I think it's definitely going to be a fun also game. Hopefully, Kevin Durant, if you're watching this while you're in bed recovering from your injury, don't screw this up. Do not draft your buddies from college or whatever and have LeBron choose Steph Curry, Giannis, Jokic, <laughs> Morant. Because that's what happened last year. It was LeBron, Doncic, Curry, Giannis, and Jokic on the same exact team. And meanwhile... You had Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, like uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, James Harden. No, James Harden was on the other team. And then, like, so their team was trash. So you definitely cannot do that. I mean, I, it's going to be fun. That's all I know. I mean, I think no matter what, 
I mean, I think the All-Star game is better when I, I think it's better when they actually try because like the 2020 yeah, All-Star yeah. game, because it's an actual game. I mean, obviously it's fun to see them doing all these trick shots and stuff, but honestly, I think it's more fun when they play their, you know, but obviously, yeah, that's what I think about it. Yeah, I agree. Kevin Durant, please, 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 please. I just if, – if Kevin Durant gets the first pick, he better not draft anybody other than Steph Curry. Or for the Giannis. first pick. For the first pick. Fred Van Vliet. No, I'm kidding. Just, because the moment, <laughs> if, if Kevin Durant takes, like, who else probably is going to start? Andrew Wiggins might start. Andrew, if Andrew Wiggins starts and Kevin Durant picks Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think the whole stream is going to be so much more fun because you have Steph Curry – now you have Ja Morant in there. You have Devin Booker. You have Westbrook, Chris Paul. You have Lamelo, who's like a trick shotter. You have Trey Demar, like James Harden. You have like Jimmy Butler, Jaron Allen might do a few dunks in there. Siakam. Um, it's gonna be fun because there's so many guys that are just so entertaining in general. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, all we can ask for is just a good draft. We'll see what happens. I don't even know when they're gonna be drafting. Probably next week. And hopefully LeBron James does not get another overpowered team because I don't think he's lost. Every time that he's drafted, he's won. So LeBron, LeBron, all we're saying is just if KD picks Andrew Wiggins, just pick like LaMelo Ball. That's all we're asking. Don't pick Steph Curry. <laughs> don't pick Luka. Just be fair. Even if you want to win, it's not going to like ruin your legacy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean – I think moving on from the All-Star break, which is kind of the halfway point of the season, we're going to talk about our end-of-the-year predictions to wrap it up, which it's still pretty far away. A lot of things can change. But who – let's say – okay, let's say everybody's healthy. You know, KD comes back. Draymond's back. Anthony Davis is healthy for the playoffs. Let's just pretend like everything is going good for everybody. Who is your championship contender? Championship pick. Raptors. No kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if if you're saying that, then probably Warriors, Suns. I mean, for each conference, I'll say three teams. So let's, let's just do that. Mm-hmm. Suns, Warriors, Grizzlies. I mean, that's just based on the standings, but still. <laughs> um, and then for the East, I'm going to do Nets, Bucks, and Bulls. Um, I think the Bucks are definitely going to cut on the playoffs with Giannis and everything. Um, the Bulls, I think, are obviously a young team, don't have much experience, but I think it'll be exciting for that. And then Brooklyn, obviously, with their powerhouse, hopefully, if they will have that, then they can all, you know. Um, but Phoenix, definitely, with last year and how they're playing. Golden State, if Steph Curry can stop playing like Anthony Bennett and start playing like Steph Curry. Um <laughs> Um, the Memphis Grizzlies, if John Moran can keep his all-star caliber season up and, you know, everybody around him can to keep doing what they're doing, it's definitely going to be exciting. Um, I think I can, a, Western, a West or Eastern Conference Finals between any of these teams would be really fun. Um, but it's, I think that's going to be a lot of really close series this year, I think. I think it's going to be less sweeps. It's going to be a lot of close series because – if the playoffs were to start right now, it would be like Miami versus Charlotte or Boston, which is, which is already a good series. You have Chicago versus Philadelphia, Milwaukee versus Cleveland, 
And then, like, let's just say the West, you have Memphis versus Denver and Utah versus Dallas. And then, like, Phoenix versus the Lakers, maybe. And then the Warriors like versus, like, I don't know, the Timberwolves or something, or the Clippers. Like, th- those are already super good series. Um, it's going to be really – it's going to be so close. Like, th- there are going to be so many heartbreakers. I already know it. Yeah, for me, I, I kind of agree with you. But I don't think the Grizzlies are championship contenders. I think it's Suns, Warriors, and then on the other side, Bucks, Heat, Nets, and Bulls. I think all four of them are like – it's going to be so sad because two of them are not even going to make the conference finals. But all four of those teams are just so good right now. And I could really see where at the end of the season where we're looking at the first through four seeds – and they could be separated by maybe just one or two games. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened because all those teams are so good in caliber. They all have really good veterans. Jimmy Butler for the Heat, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden for the Nets, DeMar DeRozan and Nikola Vucevic. Zach Levine is also great for the Bulls. And then for the Bucks, obviously, Giannis, who just wants to find out to be Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. So all those teams are really, really strong in star power, and they all have great role players. And they're all really built for success. So I would really like to see at least – I would like to see the Bulls play the Nets, and I would like to see the Bucks uh, destroy the Heat. Huh. I want to see the Raptors make the playoffs. I'm so anxious. Like, I want to see them make it. Yeah, but if they if they make it, they're gonna, it's going to be like the Raptors play the Nets. So, and that's going to be so, so painful. So that's easy. We we, yeah. we 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 swept them in 2020. Why can't we do it now? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, Pascal um, Siakam's gonna lock up Kevin Durant. Oh yeah, you saw 2019. No, I'm kidding. Durant didn't play. Fred um, Fred VanVleet is gonna is gonna destroy Kyrie Irving. Bro, VanVleet's gonna destroy that guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I think guys, I think that's gonna conclude the podcast. I mean, definitely a, a shorter podcast. Actually, not too short, but. <laughs> definitely a good, uh, definitely a good recap of the season. We'll definitely be bringing you guys a podcast and another one in the next week. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to download and follow us on YouTube. Like the video, subscribe. Definitely posting a lot more on YouTube, Instagram. Make sure to go like and follow us, like our shorts and everything. We're posting plenty of stuff on there. Um, and with that being said, everybody, me and Acre will see you guys next time.